When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian is at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not Don. It stands up. But it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. Brought to you by Cooper Tire. I'd like to start off today by saying good evening to Michael. I was hoping that you had stomach distress. And to Don. I stumbled upon this Slayer live. Uh-oh. Raining blood. And Can I congratulate Samir, by the way? Please. Samir actually won the $1,000. He's wow. from Wayne, New Jersey. He's very happy. Put it on social media. And we're thrilled. We're going to see him at the uh, 20th anniversary show, too. Wow. Congratulations are in order. Yeah. Uh, go on, Pete. Thank you. Uh, good evening to Don. I hate Timmy Trumpet. And to Don. I smell him coming. <laughs> and good evening to myself. I'm the new Schneider. <laughs> and, and lastly, I've been waiting for this all day. Good evening to Stephen A. You doker. <laughs> That's a good one. If he does become the head coach of the Nets, we can use this for a long time. You doker. Stephen A. brought it today. If you missed it, you should check out the podcast. He was tremendous. We spent a lot of time on Kyrie Irving today, and uh, Nick Friedel was on SportsCenter. Talking about Kyrie Irving last night in the loss to the Bulls. Kyrie Irving looked disengaged. He did not play very well for all the stuff that Kyrie has dealt with off the floor the last couple years. You could always count on him delivering on the floor, usually game after game when he was out there. That didn't happen tonight. He did not look good. This team did not respond well to Jacques Vaughn switching in for Nash. And once again, when the Nets think they have made a move for the better, they find a way to to make things much worse in the moment. Mm, mm, mm. Um, also says that uh, NBA circles are pretty surprised at how things have been handled in Brooklyn. They're also shocked. When you talk to people around the NBA right now and you ask them what they think of the situation in Brooklyn, they just kind of shake their heads. They can't believe how things have been handled. And in all the years I've covered the league, I've been around a lot of bad situations at times and in different cities. This is the most dysfunctional team I've ever seen. And every time you think the Nets are going to make a move that puts them a step ahead and puts them away from something happened in the past they take two steps backward with the next move that they make and what is the mood around the nets like nick it's miserable i've covered the league about 15 years now i have never ever seen a more dysfunctional team 
this team oh, going is in. all over the place every day. And just when you think they take a step forward and you feel like everybody's coming together, they find some way, either on the floor or off of it, to <laughs> go two steps back. Well, one thing I found interesting yesterday when we talked to Nick was him telling us that during the summer, even after everything had happened with Katie and Kyrie, mm-hmm. that when they finally got together at the end of the summer to start practicing, there, there was actually was excitement and camaraderie around the team. He said things were actually looking up there for a while. And now, of course, Steve Nash, no more. Kevin Durant was asked how he found out about the Nash situation. About 1.15, I woke up from my nap and turned to the right and seen it on ESPN. And what were your, I mean, initial reaction? I mean, everybody knows what's what went on this summer, but what was your first thought when you saw that? I uh, shocked. I mean, you're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in the NBA, you know, so it's about getting ready for the game tonight. So it's a quick turnaround always in the league, you know, especially during the season. You know, you got practice games coming up, so you can't think too much about it, but it was on the mind for a little bit today. Here's shocked. a fuck. He, he called for the guy's firing. He was yeah. Shocked. Well, he was he was asked about that too. I mean, a guy of your stature, were you consulted at least beforehand? Even yeah. though you didn't know for a certain. No, nah, I mean, you could, come on. I mean, I'm a. Let's be real. We pros. We are veterans. You know, we had a tough start. It was a rocky year last year. Rocky summer. We knew that everybody was being evaluated. That's just how it is in the league. You know. So I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a, a roller coaster the last few years, but the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do. You know. So regardless of who the coach, regardless of you know the circumstances. Still got to come to work, so I enjoy coming to work with Steve. It, I mean, doesn't that ring somewhat disingenuous? You wanted him fired. You you enjoyed working with him, and you enjoyed coming to work with him, but still you asked for him to be fired. Well, and asked to be traded. Well, after the trade request was denied, he said, I'll stay if you fire Marks and, and Nash. But now you like coming to work with him. I guess they, they don't think that we remember what they said. No. Ever. I would or just don't care. I would just like to say the situation currently, This is I don't want to step out too far on the ledge here. This is not what you want. Now, it is very early. Yeah. Now, my question is this. If they're trying to, like, test the water and see how people feel about the Udoka hire, how long can you really wait and have an interim coach with this team? If you don't believe, in, you know, which, and they, they obviously don't believe Jacques Vaughn's going to become the coach of this team. So, how long can you afford to not take whatever? If you're going to do it, Michael, if you're going to if you're going to make the move, a move as brash as signing Udoka, don't you need to make the move soon? Get this thing turned around in theory. If he's as good a coach as everyone says he is, I would think that you can't stay with Jacques Vaughn for a long time, but you do have to hire a coach at some point. Yeah. But, you know, the, the season's not getting away. It's only eight games into. Well, so, well, yeah, they have some time here. Plus, they have to find out from the NBA, is there going to be any disciplinary action once he comes back? NBA's going to go, what's disciplinary action? Well, uh, speaking of which, Amari Stoudemire, who the, the former NBA great and, and Jewish convert, um, was asked, would you want... Um, would you want KD or Kyrie leading your team? 
to leave the franchise, I mean, I would probably lean more toward Kevin Durant to leave my franchise. But you're still um, questioning it. it well, yeah, like. because he's not really a vocal leader, right? I mean, he leads by action. That's okay. You have guys who show up to work beforehand. You see these guys. You see your star player in the gym before you get there full, fully in the sweat, like working extremely hard. As a player, you're going to say, well, I'm going to follow his lead. Even though he's not saying much, but he's showing you by action. So I would definitely take probably Kevin Durant over Kyrie when it comes to leadership qualities. But yes, there's not really a vocal leader in that locker room. I'm not sure about this year, but last year we didn't really have a vocal leader in the locker room. And I think it's important that with whoever the Nets bring in as a head coach is to be that leadership that the team needs. Can I just say something unrelated to what he was actually just talking about? Yes. Sure. Mark Stoudemire sounds like he should be doing a little more television. Yeah. You know? We had him in studio a few years ago, Michael. Remember, he was good. Yeah. He sounds very solid. He was asked about uh, Nash's tenure with the Nets. This is also with Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning. It was tough for him to start out with, right? You acquire a job with the Brooklyn Nets and you have a, a solid first year, right? And then you have situations where, you know, everyone wasn't quite available to play and there's ups and downs, there's major trades that happen with bringing in James Harden and then James Harden departing. So as a coach, it's tough to really get that chemistry built or get your strategy implemented within the team because of all those changes. And so because of that, Steve Nash, I think, lost the locker room a bit and the players didn't really have the respect as they probably should the four head coach and I think that's what led to Steve parting ways with the Nets now Peter I have a question for you regarding anti-semitism I love I'm one of my favorite subjects the last few weeks alright so let's say you're an avowed anti-semite an avowed anti-semite okay right you hate Jewish people mm-hmm. you're best friends with Amari Stoudemire then Amari Stoudemire decides to convert to Judaism mm. do you then automatically hate Oof, him that's a great because question. he becomes Jewish I would think so. That's a great, great question. But I, I even bring up the question to show the utter lunacy in hating somebody well, because of the God that they pray to. Now It's the same person that he was before. Now he's just praying to a different God. I, well, you will change and hate him now? Yes. <laughs> well, but think about it, Peter. If you're going to hate somebody that was born into it, you're certainly going to hate even more somebody who chose to go into it. You would think so. Right? You would think so. I mean, I, I'm not a hateful by the way, person by the way, to know exactly how they think, but I would believe that if you're not going to give the guy a break that was born into it and really didn't have a choice. Yeah, this, uh, and by the way, being a convert in Judaism is completely legitimate. I mean, there may be some orthodox sects that don't see it the same way, but by and large, I mean, I know people who have converted to Judaism who, within the year they were trying to convert, learned more about Judaism than I ever knew, and I was born into it. So it's totally legitimate. And that's a good point. I mean, if you're an avowed anti-Semite, you got to be consistent, right? I don't know. We should get an avowed anti-Semite wow. on the show. If you are if you really are an avowed anti-Semite, please give us a call. No, no I, I don't know. I, I have not, want because nothing to I do want with Because I want to have the answer to this. <laughs> you really want the answer. I really want the answer. So you're best friends with Amari Stoudemire. And he discovers that the teachings of Judaism, he loves Didn't them. he also find out that he had a connection? Like, I think he also was, like, it was in his, if I remember the story, wasn't like in his blood and he he went took a trip to Israel and then was hit with it and then either way uh, Amari was asked about the overall Kyrie anti-semitism situation 
From my understanding, I think Kyrie is still trying to figure out who he is, how to gather the information, and what does that mean for him. And I think what, what's happening right now is that he is, is not being very mindful of the information that he's putting out there. You know, some of that stuff is very hurtful, and, and, and there's no tolerance, there's no room for it. I think he has to understand what that means and be more mindful of that as he's learning and trying to figure himself out. Be, you know, be more you know, considerate of, you know, the, the terms or what's in his video that may hurt other people. And he should, he should apologize for it. Hmm. Well, it has now been what well, he let me ask Saturday you question with five this. days. So I, everybody days. wants him to apologize, and I'm not saying he is anti-Semitic, but let's say he is, and then he's forced for business reasons to apologize. What does that change? Why are you forcing the guy to apologize? He should say he made a well, bad judgment in actually promoting that film on a social media sites, but to apologize, what it but, wouldn't mean anything. Well, well think about. I'm going to get pretty deep here. But you, you see it in the end zone and on the baseball field, you know, end racism. How, how do you end racism? How do you tell somebody that has it in their soul to hate, to stop hating? Like, all you can really do is punish the behavior. How do you end it, Peter? These aren't people that you can talk to sensibly. Uh, how, how do you... You try to educate as best as you can, but when you think ending racism... Really, all you're left to do after the talking, after the educating, is is punishing the behavior. I, I don't know how you convert somebody to to, to stop hating. Uh, how, how do you do that? Spent their whole life hating Jews, hating African Americans, hating Asian people. So you're gonna have to stop doing that. Yeah, it's in, it's in the back of the end zone. They printed it. You got to stop. Yeah, 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 come on, like, end it already. But, and that's why I get so infuriated with the NBA is that you do you control what you can control and right now beyond the education of Kyrie or, or, or having him sit down and have a conversation in the interim is to respond we're not going to stand for this kind of behavior so you punish it until eventually you hope the education and the knowledge will convert them but that can't but happen overnight is, no but the thing is with Kyrie what makes him interesting is you would think Listen, he hasn't proven himself to be an anti-Semite. He's proven himself to be someone who doesn't do in the research and the work and isn't caring about people's well, feelings. Well, insensitive. At, he's at being the insensitive. So, but he, that is someone you could work with. You know what I mean? He's not but in the meantime, about bigot or anything. Well, but it's just like, like dealing with children. I mean, I, I can educate my kids to not do something, but in the interim, you're going to punish them for doing something wrong in the hopes that eventually they'll get educated not to do that. You can't just, what are you going to tell Kyrie? Listen, all right, continue playing, but during the or off days, we'd like you to, or during the off season, we want to take a trip to Germany and we want to give you a tour of these concentration camps and what you were claiming to be, or at least backing a, a movie that claimed that this was not true. Uh, here, here's evidence and here's the number of people that died and here's what they went through. Maybe you'll be a little bit more uh, sensitive to that topic. That's fun, but that's the long term. That's the wide-angle lens look, but in the, in, the, in the immediate, something has to be done. Also, I'm wondering, like, if you're, if you're advocating for a movie and you're putting it on your site, you know, on your, on your social media, when, when they spell someone's name wrong, doesn't it kind of delegitimize the whole movie? They, the guy that they're, you know, talking up, Adolf Hitler, they spelled his first name wrong. Doesn't it kind of say, you know what, they probably don't have it right. You'd think it's not it's bad enough that they included Hitler in the movie. Right. But then it's a misallocated quote 
and a misspelled name. It's not right. what you want. It's by, not what you want. It's by the way, what, what did they spell wrong? They, they spelled Adolf with a PH? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's a big F guy. <laughs> he is a big F guy. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, let's move on away from uh, hatred and bigotry and on to sure. sports again, Why if you not? don't mind. Um, Where we can actually hate teams. Chris, <laughs> Chris Canty on the Giants' lack of deadline moves. I don't think this new general manager, Joe Shane, has any illusions about what this team is right now. And so he recognizes that changing the culture is important. Being able to stack wins in year one is good for buy-in with the locker room, but I think they have an eye toward the future in getting as much draft capital as they can to reshape this roster, because there's still a lot of work to be done. So I don't think that they needed to make a move at the trade deadline. Now, that doesn't mean that the Giants can't add. There's a receiver that's out there that once upon a time was a Giant that I think could be in line for a reunion with the squad. Ooh, I think he's talking Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I don't see it. Don't think it's gonna happen. I don't see it. Why well, you don't you don't think he'll want to come here? <laughs> I, I I think it might intrigue him, but I think he wants to go to a better team. Now we spoke about this yesterday. What team that's ready to win the Super Bowl is gonna take him on and has room for him, but the Giants don't have any salary cap room for him, so he's not gonna make any money. Well, a good team, you would think, has a, a crop of receivers, and maybe he won't get the ball. Maybe he looks and says, I could be the best receiver on this team. Well, that's the thing. Play some meaningful games in the second half, build up my numbers, and then, and then have my pick of where to go and, and get another big contract. So the Giants could be attractive just by the volume of targets he would get. He really would. The rest of the season. But who's throwing the ball to him? Daniel it, Jones, it, the great. It, it's not Patrick Mahomes. No, but you would think he'd get... He'd get some looks. Oh, he absolutely would. I mean, he'd be he, he would become their best wide receiver. All right, guys, caller three hundred and seventy-five. Oh, I oh like no, no, that. you know what? No, let me just make it caller seven. Caller seven right now at eight 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 nine eight seven ESPN. You will score two tickets to the big twentieth anniversary shindig. It's going down on Friday, November eighteenth, at the Palladium in Times Square. Okay, and right in the center of Manhattan. Uh, it's all brought to you by Coors Light, keeping New York chill. And tell them more do when it's time to celebrate. It's Tully time. Remember, for tickets and info on the twentieth anniversary, go to kshow twenty dot com. And I could be in a very good mood come. November 18th, if I have new ownership of the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I, I believe that in 16 days I'll be able to swing a $7 billion deal. Who, yeah. who knows? Okay. Uh, here's the deal. Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder announced that they hired Bank of America Securities to explore potential transactions involving the team. Ooh. Statement from the team did not specify what those transactions might be, whether it was the sale of the team or if they were pursuing minority investors. Here's what they wrote in the statement, which was pretty weird. The Snyders remain committed to the team, all of its employees, and its countless fans to putting the best product on the field and continuing the work to set the gold standard for workplaces for workplaces in the NFL. Two things. One, 
you guys have never set the gold standard for workplaces in the NFL. Number two, knowing Dan Snyder, how petulant and childish he is. If this was not true, if Forbes went ahead with an article oh, yeah. saying that it was that it could lead to a sale, they would definitively say there is no sale happening. Now, why could the sale be happening? A couple hours later, another story that's now the lead story on ESPN.com. Sources, feds investigating commanders' finances. The U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia opened a criminal investigation into allegations that the commanders engaged in financial improprieties. That's almost malfeasance. That's what it sounds like. Fiduciary malfeasance. Now, we have an interview coming up next, but before we wrap ENN, I do want to play the aforementioned John Smoltz call okay. from the World Series last night. I'd be kind of shocked if Bryce is not going to play sitting on a breaking ball. At some point, McCullers has to throw him fastballs to keep him honest. But Bryce is so good against off speed, and we know he likes to swing early and swing big. If he stays on the breaking ball and gets the one in the middle of the play, McCullers to Harper. It is a wonderful call. You Thanks love it. me, John. That you you love that. That will do it for ENN on this Wednesday evening. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.